What if I told you that there was a senile old man that got sacked from his club for the 17th time, and we are now talking about it for the 17th time? The Twilight Zone. <laughs> We've already done that before. We can't I know, do Twilight I know, Zone again. That's what the voice reminded me of. Is yeah, you were going for the movie thing. I've I've seen uh, one thirty for thirty. Okay. And I think that's what how they start. Gotcha. Um, I know people are like fiends for those things. They love them. Yeah. So um, that's what you're going for. You're trying to target the audience. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. sports. Sure. Sports. <laughs> talking. American sports. Things go well. This. <laughs> What? <laughs> I don't uh, think we're on, talking on the about topic, and we're just going to start off off topic. Okay. Um, so off the topic, but on topic. Okay. Uh, did you see that Lindsay Horan had to apologize because she was quoted saying that most Americans don't understand the sport of soccer? I feel like that's completely fair. It's completely true. Most people don't know it what is offside true. is. So I'm not, I'm not arguing that what she said was wrong. I'm saying it's funny that we you know, live in a time where she had to... Come out and apologize. Apologize for saying that. No, even though it's like factually yeah. correct. I would like to see a poll taken of Americans to see like what percent of Americans understand the rules of soccer outside of like you kick it in the goal and it goes. Yeah, in. you give them like ten of the basic rules yeah. and just even if it's multiple choice, it could be done. Should we do that? Should we do that? Yeah. We could post it on our TikTok that we don't use anymore. But still follow. Us. But still follow us. We're huge. Uh, Jake, what's not huge? is Roy Hodgson getting sacked. And it's quite sad because Mm -hmm. he, I mean, he saved the club last year from relegation, arguably, uh, taking over for Patrick Vieira. Uh, They finished the the season in 11th place last year. They now sit in 15th, five points clear of the relegation zone. Luton have a game in hand, but after their match with Everton today, Monday, they are five points clear of what would be the relegation zone at 20 points. But they just don't look very good and i posed this question to you pre-pod mm-hmm. um do you still now think that sacking Vieira was the right choice yeah i mean oof, it's tough because we don't know what would have happened the rest of the season with right. Vieira, and obviously they stayed up um with that season with uh, roy hodgson taking over obviously it wasn't going in the right direction but if my memory serves, I, I think they sacked Vieira before um, an easy stretch. Yeah, right after did. a tough stretch. I remember us talking about it, basically like, saying, "Why wouldn't why you not let just him go give him a chance?" It? Right? Yeah, uh, that he had Vieira had been kind of the sacrificial lamb through the whole like tough spell of playing some of the top six sides and uh, and top half sides, and then right after that, they had a stretch of I think it was like four or five games playing kind of lower half of the table sides. And we both asked, why not just let him stick with it? Because they were showing, like, it's not like they were playing super no. poorly. They were just losing, which I guess you could say of other teams, like, like it doesn't stop other teams from sacking managers. But now with Roy Hodgson essentially getting sacked, but quote, stepping down from his position, Jake, it's just, a, it, it begs the question of if it was the right choice, of if they should have just stuck with it. If the drop was inevitable... Yeah. As, like, if they go down this year, if, if Yara would have gone down, which we don't know, mm-hmm. was it the right choice? I really don't think so. I feel like they regressed. I, I will say there is possibly two poor choices in this whole debacle. And it's one, to sack Vieira and go back to Roy Hodgson. Right. I, I, I rarely think it's a good idea to repeat managers. 
Um, obviously, like they ended on pretty good terms the first time. It did work. Um, he, he was a, a good manager overall during the, the previous stint. So I don't hate it. And at the time, I'm like, if you're going to appoint a manager or a previous manager, Roy Hodgson obviously was the choice. Um, we would have liked to see Vieira continue and, and, you know, struggle through it a little more and then maybe come out a little brighter on the other side. And then at the end of the season, coming into this season to then say, hey, you know what? Let's give him another year. Roy, the uh, oldest ever Premier League manager, they're like, let's, you know, let's continue yeah, this Yeah, let's way. roll with it. Um, and, I mean, it's not like he doesn't have a history of, you know, bringing youth into the team. It's not like he's one of those old-fashioned managers where it's like, I need my core players. And, every- Mourinho. <laughs> and, and, and everyone else, like, is not going to get a look at all. You know, he, he did a fine job um, using young players and had a, a plethora of younger talents to, to work with. Uh, but I think that's more suited for a younger manager. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't think necessarily age is the biggest issue. I think it's more tactics-wise. And just uh, the game changes, and generally the younger managers are sure. you know, more with the way the game progresses. So I would have liked to see... Um, either Vieira stay the entire time or at the end of the season when Roy Hodgson kept them up, maybe move on to a, a newer manager with new ideas that's going to you know, revitalize that team. Which maybe that's what they're going for now. I'll admit, I don't know a lot about Oliver Glasner. I, I really don't know anything about him coming over from Frankfurt. Um, wow, that is a squeaky chair. Sorry. Um, I, I'm not really sure what to expect. I admittedly don't watch a lot of the Bundesliga, so I don't really know his style of play or what he's going to bring to the team. But he is a younger man. <laughs> it's hard to be an older manager than Roy Hodgson, but he is a younger manager, hopefully with new ideas. Near impossible. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, uh, I haven't heard much of him at all, just you know, from a, you know, a very basic view. He coached Frankfurt during some pretty successful years. Sure, I remember them being pretty decent over the past yeah, few seasons. Yeah, it was uh, the height of their, pretty much in recent memory, the height of their uh, Bundesliga and European um, adventures. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, when they had Kola Moani. And, uh, was he the manager when, like, Luka Jovic was doing well? Uh, I believe so. Okay. That was, like, 2022. I think so, 21. Um, and then uh, Daishé Kamada, I believe was one of the products yeah. of that uh, Frankfurt team. So, oh, and uh, uh, who's the left wing back that went to Juventus? He's Serbian. Oh, Kostic? Uh, no. Yes. yes. That's his name? I think so. Anyways, uh, so yeah, he, he put together a great team with some, you know, previously unknowns. So maybe it's – oh, I'm so sorry. That is on me. That's so rude. Uh, but maybe he can, uh, you know – continue that theme with Crystal Palace who have currently some up-and-coming stars in Olise and Eze but also like some lesser-known players like Ozo uh, who you know they have some interesting Bozo (laughs) so hopefully for Crystal Palace's sake it works out it works out yeah I mean we'll see It'll, it'll be interesting to see I know that for players I don't know of a lot of players that really thrive in the Premier League coming over from the Bundesliga in my recent memory, Sancho struggled going to United. Mkhitaryan struggled at both Arsenal and Manchester United. Um, I mean, thinking of just the Dortmund crossover, Shinji Kagawa came over and didn't really do particularly well. I know that there are players that can succeed. Just in general, that's not really a league that I think of as one that feeds well into the Premier League. 
And I'm intrigued. Kai Havertz. Yes, right. I'm intrigued to see if that trend continues with managers. Obviously, Klopp came over and did well. Um, Pep. Pep. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But I, th- I think of him as a Barcelona manager, that's not right. like a Bundesliga manager. But either way, yes. Tuchel. In th- right, like Tuchel did fine, but then didn't. He's struggling now. So. I'm intrigued to see how it works for a mid to like these are all big clubs we're talking about. I'm intrigued to see how it works for a mid level team. Jesse Marsh? Was he No, he is Austrian. Was he Salzburg? Salzburg. Nah. Yeah. Sad. Yeah, sorry, man. <laughs> <laughs> he did he was an assistant coach at Leipzig. Okay, cool. Does that count for you? Um Did you re- see on a side note his interview that he did recently talking about Leeds? Um, I saw some quotes from it. I didn't see the whole gotcha. thing. Gotcha. It was pretty interesting. It was pretty funny. Anything big Leeds come fans, from it? Leeds fans weren't super psyched about it. Sure. Um, I mean, it's just the normal stuff. Like, he thinks he should have stayed. Um, he thought that they were doing something well, like like showing signs of progression. Leeds fans did not agree with him? Leeds fans did not agree with yeah. him at all. There's an American bias against us. Oh, against absolutely. Us. And he talked about that in the thing. It's We've true. We've seen it on Twitter. Or yeah. uh, TikTok, I mean. <laughs> what? <laughs> Big American bias. We know ball, okay? We know ball. I, I'm not sure that I do anymore. <laughs> it's, I don't play FIFA every single day, so I don't know the players well enough. Anymore. I've I've been bullied enough to know that I don't know ball. Right. Absolutely. Um, Even if I did, <laughs> I don't. I, I wouldn't admit it. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway. What were we talking about? Roy Hodgson. Who's that? Never I don't know him. anymore. He's not he's, in the, he's not associated with the Premier League <laughs> anymore, so I couldn't possibly tell you. I got a memory of the goldfish, you know. Nice. Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso. Premier League. Premier League. <laughs> American. American. <laughs> Jesse Marsh. <laughs> it all full comes full circle. circle. Um, anyway, you were going to say something? <laughs> um, I, I was trying to transition us to our other topic that we discussed a, a bit, and it was another manager um, yeah. who is coming under some scrutiny sure. by – you know, the fans of his club. But his comments were very clear, saying that he was the best manager for the job and the one that gets the most points. And if that's not what they want, then, you know, good luck to them. And that was David Moyes. Ah, I thought you were thinking of John Stamos. (laughs) (laughs) You've seen that episode of Full House. (laughs) Name one thing I just said that described John Stamos. The whole thing? I swear I've seen it before, but... Yeah, Jake, David Moyes, the uh, the Scotsman, uh, definitely coming off some poor form with West Ham. They have conceded a lot of goals in their last few. I know it's nine in their last two. Uh, 6-0 thrashing by Arsenal, and then 3-0 in their last match as well against who? Oh, 2-0, Forrest. So it's eight goals in his last two. Um, three goals conceded against Man United in a 3-0 loss, and then they drew Bournemouth and drew Sheffield as their other last five results. Not very good, but they still sit in ninth place, funnily enough, with a negative eight goal differential. So Impressive. They're not doing super well there, but I don't know. I Do you agree with them? I mean, they sit in ninth place. They're in the Europa League. Yeah. I don't. <laughs> no? You, you think that it's time for him to go? I, I, no, I don't, I don't disagree with what he said. Um, I think maybe at the end of the season that it's time for a new manager. I don't think... When you're in the um, knockout stages of the Europa League and on the, on the edge of being in the, the European spots, I'm being generous. Um, I don't think that's the best time to, to go through a managerial change, mm-hmm. especially because he saw them through the knockouts of the Conference League last season. Mm-hmm. Although the league form took a bit of a hit because of it, 
I, I think they got to do something similar um, to last season and pick one competition. Sure. And just kind of go for it. Like, if, if they go lose in the semifinals in the Europe, Europa League and finish 10th, it's West Ham. That's not a bad season. Obviously, next season, it would kind of be like, okay, well, we kind of we got to refresh. Totally. And that could be the time to maybe change managers. Sure. If that's the direction you want to go. But, I mean, I, I think West Ham fans are maybe dreaming a little too big. They, they won one trophy and think they deserve a lot more than they probably do. Sure. They, they had a very interesting uh, summer in terms of the transfer market, and people didn't see them doing uh, a lot this season. And they've surprised people, especially in the yeah. first half of the season when they, I think, finished the first half in seventh. I think so. Um, and looked like they could be pushing for a Europa League maybe. Yeah potentially if fifth place with the Champions League spot. But now I think it's back to reality, and they kind of have to realize that that's where their team is with what's being put into the squad and, yeah. and who they have. Well, Jake, here's a question for you. Is um, Kudus the new Jesse Lingard, Jesse Lingard 2.0 for them? In what regard? In terms of just like the attacking midfielder output kind of spark player. Yeah. Because it seems like they're kind of feeding off the momentum of like, sparks rather than being a consistent team um that they're inspired by moments of brilliance from individual players rather than like bowen like kudus rather than being a good team granted they do have uh michael antonio that's been injured for a while that's just coming back into the fold but uh i think i called it for the season i do want to say that thomas suchek would not be very good i feel like i said that at the start of the year maybe i said it last season i Want to believe you? It I might don't have been last season. That, um, I trust you, man. But I mean, they do have Pakatal, Ward, Prowse, Edson Alvarez, Calvin Phillips has been a nightmare signing so far. Red card. But it's not like they have horrible. Well, red cards and two giveaways leading to goals in his first three matches with yeah. that. I mean, it's been tough. But um, here, here's a name I'll throw out to you that's been injured. Aaron Cresswell. Remember him? He was like he's sure. a really solid left back in the Premier League. Very. You don't creative. like Ben Johnson? I do. Well, he plays on the right. Cresswell plays on the left. Does he? Where yeah. does Sufal play? I think they both technically are like right backs. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, Has Ben Johnson been playing on the left for? Dude, I've seen him Cresswell? play right wing. I've seen him play left back. He's he's been all over the place. But Aaron Cresswell, I think, will come back and help add a dynamic of creativity to their team going forward. Again, this is not a a reflection of Moyes whatsoever. (laughs) This is just keeping in in mind that they've suffered with a lot of injuries this season. It it seems like everybody has. What a coincidence considering all the extra minutes they're playing. I know. Um, And VAR. That's a topic for a a different day. But, yeah, I mean, I don't want to discredit their injuries, but I, I think we kind of pointed out at the beginning of the season, they didn't have the depth. They didn't really have the sustainability to play in a European competition yeah. and the league um, and do that for, you know, 50-ish games. So this wasn't a surprise, at least to me. And I, I know that they did well in the first half of the season, like yeah. I just mentioned. But to your point, it was more about sparks and, and moments in games. I, I don't think I really saw them play a side off the pitch maybe more than twice. Yeah. They they played very well against Arsenal in, in that win. But other than that, um, there might have been a, a match against a, a lower side that I, I did not watch that yeah. where they really dominated and bossed possession and it was very tactical and they played very well. 
But I, I think you're, you're correct in saying that they kind of just thrive on the momentum and uh, the spark behind a, a player in form. So if they don't have that, which they lost when Kudas went to uh, African Cup of Nations. Totally. Which I don't th- – the reason that I brought that up is I don't think it's a surprise that they started doing poorly when he was gone. Absolutely but, not. Um, the, you the cover was not there. Danny Ings not in the best shape of his yeah. life. Um, what's the young guy's name with the dreads? Mumbamba. Oh, I don't know. Let me look real quick. Um, he didn't really get a lot of opportunities, but um, he wasn't really providing the same spark. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, he's now that yeah. is back. Mubamba. Mubamba. Now that Kudos is back, I think they might have a chance of, you know, they're going to stay top half. I think they're fine in that regard, which is just kind of a mental victory, mm-hmm. moral victory, if you will. Sure. Um, but I, I think what they have to do, similar to last season, is prioritize Europe. No, I agree. And I'll throw out another name of a player that just uh, hasn't really been available this season, and I want to check his current injury status. Okay. Looks like he's healthy. He's been playing the last few games, but Maxwell Cornet. Sure. Another player that's just been injured for most of the season that they're getting back right now that while Antonio has been out, they could have used him. I mean, they needed some more firepower up front. Jared Bowen has done a job for sure, um, and he has been a bright spark for them this season, but they are pretty injury riddled, so I'm not super surprised that they've done poorly. But Jake, they do have a chance to turn things around in their next few matches. They play Brentford at home, Everton away, Burnley at home, Villa at home, and then Newcastle away in their next five. So certainly not an easy run, uh, like run of run of matches, but an opportunity to pick up points. They've gotten through most of the big boys. They still have to play City, Chelsea, and Liverpool in their last five matches of the season. Um, it's not like they're going down, just more, you know, that those are tough fixtures towards the end of the season. And they be, may be one of those teams that, if they have prioritized Europe, you know, may not be so potent in the league. But but I don't think it's time for Moyes to, to move on quite yet. I think you got to stick with him until all the not players Not mid-season, are back. not by yeah. any means. And um, after the January transfer window. Yeah. I mean, uh, this tough. is pretty late into the season to be sacking him. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm just going to double down. I'm going to say... Prioritize Europe. You're uh, 13 points outside of top four. Yep. And you're 16 points above relegation. You're probably you're floating, fine. You're floating in suspension. <laughs> yeah. You're in, you're in uh, Premier League purgatory. Mm-hmm. So just go for Europe. You know you can do whatever strategy you want in the Premier League. You can prioritize. You know getting the, getting the youth yeah. in the Premier League games. Just you know one or two at a time. Not like obviously changing the whole eleven. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think you go for it again, like you did last season. You, you're not going to get back into the Europa League by any means or Champions League um, places with the current form you're in and where you're standing in the table. So why not go for it? And no, I agree. then assess at the end of the season. If you went for it and lost in the quarterfinals, you finished 12th in the league, sure, move on from your, your manager. Find one that has the right tactics that you're looking for and wants to bring the youth in. And capitalize on that and go from there. Yeah, no, I agree. I think, I mean, it's easy to say, like, oh, they're just West Ham. You know, they should be happy with what they got. At the end of the day, like, every club should be ambitious. And if mid-table Premier League finish and an underperformance in the Europa League isn't good enough for your standards, fine. Like, I feel like I could live with that as somebody from the outside. But if I was a West Ham fan, I could live with that choice. But if they make it to the semifinal or final of the Europa League and finish mid-table in the Premier League, 
yeah. I don't really see the problem. You're going to miss European football for a season. You've as been long missing as, it a lot. As long as they went for it, you know? Yeah. As a fan, I'd be like, as long as we tried our best to win the sure. Europa League, I can't really fault them by any means. I mean, it's not like if, if they come up against Liverpool or Leverkusen at some point, that's going to be tough. <laughs> and yeah. They're, they're probably not going to win in a, in a two-legged tie against one of those sides. But... You know, if they meet one of them in the final in a one-off, they could absolutely you know pull something yeah. off and, and and win the Europe League. So I I think for a club like West Ham, where you know, just from a monetary standpoint, they're they're not one of the bigger clubs um, in, sure. in Europe. Um, why not go for the Europe League? That's that's ambitious enough. Yeah, especially because they're out of the FA Cup as well. I believe yeah. they're so they really they don't really have anything to play for other than the Europa League. So there's no real reason to not yeah, they go got for thrashed by like Arsenal or something. I think so. Yeah. Um, or but Liverpool, Liverpool? Arsenal, Liverpool, Liverpool. I think Liverpool. Anyways. Anyway, um, yeah, Jake. I, I I mean we don't need to keep beating a dead horse. We do uh, respect the job that Peter does, but uh, I just. I would be surprised if they sacked Moyes. In fact, I would be surprised if there were any more sackings the rest of the season. I mean... Because uh, of the stage of the season? Stage of the season, and the teams that are in trouble have stuck with them for... Like, Vincent Company isn't losing his job at this point. They've stuck with him this long. They're not losing him. Kind of in a reverse of what uh, Palace had done at the start of the season. Um, quite clear that Sheffield's going down. You prepare for that. Luton, there's no reason to sack a manager. You're playing very well. Everton, it's possible, but you are in a 10-point deduction, and you're appealing it. Hard to do anything with that. Exactly. Uh, Forrest doing well enough um, and playing well. Palace just sacked their manager. Thomas Frank isn't leaving Brentford. That was a name I was going to throw out. Yeah, I don't think so. I know they love him, Yeah, and that's definitely a factor, but we've seen plenty of managers loved by the fans. Totally. Especially in those those lower teams Mm -hmm. where the board is like, we, we can't afford to keep him if he's going to keep this No, form. I agree, but they they have just been so plagued by injuries. Granted, it doesn't get harder or any easier for them. Man City, West Ham, Chelsea, Arsenal, Burnley in their next five. They'll probably drop a lot of points and be flirting with relegation. But They're five points out of relegation. Yeah, I just don't see them sacking Thomas Frank. I think if there's one man they would trust to keep them up okay. as they're getting players back and Buemo's coming back, Wissa's coming back from, uh, from AFCON. Uh, they have some other players coming back from injury. As the team gets back to full strength, I think they trust Thomas Frank to to put it together rather than hiring somebody for the last 10 matches of a season and yeah. and then you're stuck with them I, in the I, championship. If they go down... Oh my gosh, Jacob, go down. <laughs> I think because of the stage we are at in the season, he's probably safe. Um, is this form hit You know, in January? Sure. Um, I would be concerned, more concerned. Uh, but yeah, uh, I, I don't see anyone else in the... Premier League second coach. If yep. if I had to put one name, it would be Brentford. But no, I th- I think you're right. It's it's highly unlikely. I mean, or Pochettino. Yeah, but I don't think so. I think they're gonna stick with him. Yeah, I don't know. I Chelsea's a whole different beast when it comes yeah. to managers. I, well, right. That's why, like, they're underperforming. Who knows? You never know what they're gonna do next. But I I tend to think. Everything's gonna stay the same until the end of the season at this point. Yeah, it's like uh, it's that meme. I think it's from the Sopranos about Chelsea. It's like just when you you think they're gonna be good, right? And back to their form, they pull you back into showing that they're terrible. Yeah, and they are. Or you could just say it the other way around, you know. Sure. 
But yeah, um, very roller coaster of a season for Chelsea. But we've talked about them enough. Yeah, we've we talked certainly have. Enough about everything today. We have. In my opinion. No, I agree. And Jake, come to think of it, I think my strawberry guava Topo Chico is gone, as is my new whiskey. Got to do a, a quick plug here. If you want to grab the whiskey to read it, um, you can do that. I think it's Idlewild. Idlewild. Nice. Colorado rye, whiskey. Rye whiskey. Rye whiskey. I'm gonna cool pl- bottle. I'm going to plug Topo Chico because their 12-pack was about half the price of an 8-pack of uh, high noons. Yeah. So pretty, pretty going sweet. that route. <laughs> yeah. For, from Tough times, Jay. <laughs> I, I see an 8-pack for, for $30. I'm like, what the Ooh, heck am I doing not. with my Inflation, life? baby. It's coming yeah. for all of us. So anyway, um, another gripe. With, yeah, uh, no, I could tell. High noon. Pretty, pretty hot about it. But Brent, we have finished our uh, aforementioned Topo Chicos. Yes, and whiskey. And whiskey. So let's uh, sign let's off. Bid the listener adieu. Oh, sure. So, so long. Farewell. Auf Wiedersehen. Goodbye. I, I said goodbye instead of goodnight because I hate to go and leave this pretty side. Something like Something that. Something like that. The one that I always think of is the. Do, 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 do. <laughs> The sun has gone to bed, and so must I. <laughs> I know some of it. Yeah, I anyway. used to have to watch that movie every Mother's Day because it's my mom's favorite movie. Um, I stayed at a hostel in um, <laughs> in Germany, <laughs> in Austria, ah. that played that every night at That's seven awesome. p.m. Good for them. Um, but anyway. from the Premier League podcast with the coziest dress code, and the dress code is pajamas or whatever you find most comfortable to sleep in. The outro will be the entire length of the sound of music soundtrack. Auf Wiedersehen. Auf Wiedersehen. <laughs>